Hello and welcome to MORE, which stands for Midday Obviously Reads Everything. So, this is the podcast where I try my very best to finish The Hunger Games. As a self-proclaimed bookworm, it's kind of my duty. So join me and all of my guests as we try to read through the whole series. So sit back and relax as I do my best, my very, very, very best to read all of it. I hope I like it and I hope you like it too. So, let's begin. Hello and welcome to another episode of more. Okay, someone who's rudely crunching shit beside me is my guest today, Mary. Introduce yourself, Mary. Are you too busy eating the jackfruit chips? <laughs> that fell out of my mouth. You. <laughs> the reference. I just. I was trying to flick the chips. Up. She's throwing chips on the ground. Okay. Okay. Hi, I'm Mary. Oh, 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 oh. So Mary's my guest today, and she will be joining me to do some reading for the Hunger Games. So, we I told her where we left off. We left off where they're talking about... They're going almost going into the, like, arena, I think it's called, where they're, like, yeah. playing the games. What did you call it? Cornopia? Corn, corny corn. Corny corn. <laughs> corny corn. But, like, uh, Hamish said to avoid the corny corn. So corny, we're going... Avoid the corny corn. Avoid the corny corn. Okay. So, yeah. Why? So Why did he say to avoid it? I don't know. He just said, get out of there. Go find okay. some running water. Okay. That's what he said. So, we're on page 188 in the big print edition. Of course. <sighs> Whatever. You could see that from a mile away. Oh, boo. Go away. <laughs> okay. So, let's begin. I don't see Peter in the morning. Cinnabon comes to take me before dawn, gives me a simple sh- uh, shift to wear, and guides me to the roof. My final dressing and preparation will be done in the catacombs under the arena itself. A hovercraft appears out of thin air, just like the one did in the woods the day I saw the redhead box girl captured and a ladder drops down. I place my hands and feet on the lower rungs and instantly, it's as if I'm frozen. Some sort of cor- current glues me to the ladder, which I'm lifted safely inside. I expect the ladder to release me then, but I'm still stuck in a woman in a white coat pr- approaches me, carrying a syringe. This is your- just your tracker, Katniss. The stiller you are, the more efficiently I can place it, she says. Still, I'm a statue. That doesn't prevent me from feeling the sharp stab of pain as the needle inserts the metal tracking device deep under the skin on the inside of my forearm. Ugh! That imagery. <laughs> the imagery. I can see it. Never mind. Get on my head. No. Let me know if you want to try it. Try what? No! <laughs> ah. No, it's not happening. Now the gamers will always be able to trace my whereabouts in the arena. Wouldn't want to lose the tribute. As soon as the tracker is in place, they, the ladder releases me. The woman disappears and Cinnabon is retrieved from the roof. And a box boy comes in and directs us to a room where breakfast has been laid out. Despite the tension in my stomach, I eat as much as I can, although none of the delectable food makes any impression on me. I'm so nervous I could be eating cold dust. The one thing that distracts me from all this is the view from the window as we sail over the city and then in the wilderness beyond. This is what birds see, only they're free and safe, the very opposite of me. The ride lasts about half an hour before the window blacks out, suggesting that we're nearing the arena. The hovercraft lands and Cinnabon and I go back to the ladder. Well, this time it leads down into a tube underground, into the catacombs that lie beneath the arena. We follow instructions to my destination, a chamber for my preparations. In the capital, they call it the launch room. And the district is referred to as the stockyard, the place animals go before slaughter. Everything is brand new. I will be the first and only tribute to this launch room. The arenas are historic sites, preserved after the games. Popular destinations were cal- <laughs> Why did you just spit? There's like a really hard part in the jackfruit chip I'm say. eating, and so I had to spit it. 
I see. Midday just took out a melted freezy from her bag. Stop! I thought it was still gonna be. I, it's a little and it's slushy. literally uh, juice. It's water. A juiced up freezy. A juiced up freezy. <clears throat> um, uh, they go for a vacation. Go for a month. Rewatch the games. Tour the catacombs. Visit the sites where the death took place. You can even take part in reenactments. They say the food is excellent. I start getting my breakfast down as I shower and clean my teeth. Cinnabon does my hair in a simple trademark braid down my back. And the clothes arrive. The same for every tribute. Cinnabon had, has had no say in my outfit. Does not even know what will be in the package. But he helps me dress in the undergarments. Simple tawny pants, light green blouse, sturdy brown belt, and thin hooded black jacket that falls to my thighs. The material in the jacket is designed to reflect body heat. Except some cooling nights. He says, The boots, worn over skin-tight socks, are better than I could have hoped for. Soft leather, not unlike the ones I have at home. These have a narrow, flexible rubber sole with the thread through. Good for running. I think I'm finished with Cinnabon holds the gold mocking jay pin from his pocket. I completely forgot about that. Where'd you get that? I ask. Off the green outfit you wore in the train. He says, I remember how taking it off my mother's dress, putting it to the shirt. It's your district token, right? I nod, and he fastened it to my shirt. Barely cleared the review board. Some thought the pin could be used as a weapon, giving you an unfair advantage. Eventually they let it through, says Cinnabon. They eliminated a ring off the district one girl, though. If he twisted that gemstone, a spike popped out poisoned one she claimed she had no knowledge of the ring transformed and there was no way to prove she did but she lost her token there you're all set move around make sure everything feels comfortable i walk run in circles with my arms around yeah it's fine fits perfectly then there's nothing to do but wait for the call to cinnabon unless you think you could eat some more i turn down food but accept a glass of water that i take tiny sips of as you wait on the couch i don't want to chew my nails or lips so i find myself gnawing on the inside of my cheek it doesn't fully heal from a few days ago soon the taste of blood seals my mouth <clears throat> Nervousness seeps into terror as I anticipate. Uh, I anticipate what's to come. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Mary? I don't know. Anticipate. Uh, anticipate. That'll be the title. Anticipate. Anticipate. Uh, yeah. What is to come? I could be dead. Flat, flat out dead in an hour. Not even. My fingers obsessively trace the hard little lump on my forearm where the woman injected the tracking device. Bleh, no! <laughs> stop! We can add a lump into your forearm. Don't add a lump to my forearm. <laughs> I refute that. No. I press on it even though it hurts. I press on it so hard a small bruise begins to form. That's a little, um, I wouldn't do that, Katniss. I feel like that'd be, you're, you're hurting your arms. Don't hurt your arms. You need those for the hunger like, games. Maybe it's satisfying to her. Maybe. She's, like, maybe she's, maybe she's like, trying to like push it in so like it does no bump anymore. Oh. Right? That's so she wants saying. to dig it in deeper. Have you ever gotten a bruise, Mary? Yes. Yes. I bruise easily. You bruise easily? Yeah. I don't bruise easily. I don't think you can even see the bruises that I have. <laughs> I kind of like press it. If you just can't tell me you have a bruise. I was just like, I'll just press like, oh, that kind of hurts. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> don't press here. That's kind of how it is. It's like, oh, okay. Don't press mm-hmm. on that certain area of my leg. But everywhere else is fine. Just not there. So maybe I've gotten bruised, but I just, I just don't know. They you were just bruises. don't know. I just thought they were just like little pains in little, my leg. <laughs> little pains in my legs. <laughs> Trust me, I'm fine, guys. I'm okay. It's just as she's playing with her melted. I'm gonna eat after we're almost done chapter ten. Let me finish chapter ten, then I'm gonna eat it. Okay. 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 Do you want to talk, Katniss? Cinnabon asks. I shake my head. But after a moment, I hold out my hand to him. Cinnabon encloses it in both of his, and this is how we sit until a pleasant female voice announces it's time to prepare for launch. Still clenching one of Cinnabon's hands, I walk over and stand over to the circular metal plate. Remember what Hamish says. Run. Find water. Rest will follow, he says. I nod. Remember this. I'm not allowed to bet. If I could, money would be on you. Truly, I whispered. Truly, says Cinnabon. He leans down and kissing me on the forehead. Good luck, girl on fire. And then a glass cylinder is lowered around me, breaking your handhold, cutting him off from me. He taps his fingers under his chin. Head high. 
I lift my chin and stand straight as I can. The cylinder begins to rise. For maybe, for maybe 15 seconds, I'm in darkness. And then I can feel the metal plate pushing me out from this of the sil- uh, <laughs> Pushing me out of the cylinder into the open air. For a moment, my eyes are dazzled by the bright sunlight and I'm conscious only of a strong wind with the hopeful smell of pine trees. Then I hear legendary announcements. Claudius Templesmith. Nice oh. name. As his voice booms around me. Ladies and gentlemen, let the 74th Hunger Games begin. Yay. Yay. Panam. Panam to today. To yep. Panam tomorrow. <laughs> Panam. What are you trying to say? Mary? I'm going to say Panam to you. Panam to me. Panam to all. I don't know that one. Panam y'all. It's not an actual thing. I just oh, thought you just it made was. it off? Yeah. No, don't worry. What else? If Panam wasn't Panam, what would, what would it be? Mm, I don't know. Also, sign note for all you listeners is peanut butter liquid also our guest katie actually <laughs> said that peanut butter was liquid. oh right she did okay but don't listen to my guest scratch that okay next one is ketchup a smoothie uh no Madea is drinking her freezing I right am, now yeah it's not it's not um it's not even frozen anymore she's drinking her juice it was tasty. in a tube it was tasty though so there's that you want some popcorn I don't like your popcorn. Okay. Um, <laughs> also, people as well. I have no. kettle corn with me right now. Mary says this isn't the popcorn. It isn't. It's kettle corn, popcorn, potato, potato. Same uh, thing. Popcorn. Same popcorn. thing. Okay, I guess. Okay, I guess. But it's like kettle corn. People say kettle corn, not kettle popcorn. Oh, uh, they could. I if they say popcorn. I'm like, okay, I want like the sweet one. I like the salty one. Huh? Uh, sweet or salty popcorn? So then, what do you think is the salty popcorn? What if there's so there's like so many different types of popcorn with butter on it? That's like okay. the. But what if you said sweet and they just thought it was like pure candy popcorn? Like you know, at those popcorn stores, they have those different colored popcorns. Oh yeah, that could be kettle corn too, though. But that's also popcorn as well. You like... said it's popcorn. It's candy popcorn. That's what kettle corn is. Know. Candy popcorn. Ugh. That's whatever. That's is the question corn of the day. Is kettle corn popcorn or is it kettle corn? Is it its own thing? Read your book, Madea. You finished your freezing. Fine. It is time. Okay, let's continue. Okay. 60 seconds. That's how long we're required to stand on our metal circles before the sound of a gong releases us. Step off before Boing. the minute's up and landmines blow your legs off. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's so... <laughs> I'm going to start doing sound effects with Madea. I feel like the way Madea... Read that kind of captures the essence of the oh my gosh, environment. That's so intense. They said, even if you accidentally fall off, you're done. It's over for you. You are done, bro. You're done. That's crazy. Well, apparently, maybe before people had like just run off and like tried to like kill everybody. Uh oh, no bueno. We have to like fix that. That's no. That's so. That's so intense. Okay. Oh my well, gosh. it's gonna get more intense. You just started. Oh gosh. <laughs> Sixty seconds to take in the the ring of tributes all equo equidistance 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 equid 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 equid. What is that? Equidistant. equidistant. Yeah. Equid equidistant. 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 Word of the day. Probably like equally distant from you. Yeah. Why can't they just say equally distant? Come on, <laughs> Suzanne. <laughs> yeah. No, too much. Okay, okay, okay. Um, from the co- corny corn, a giant golden horn shaped like a cone with a curved tail, the mouth of which is at least twenty feet high, spilling over with things that will give us life here in the arena: food, containers of water, weapons, medicine, garments, fire starters, strewn around the corny corn, or other supplies. Their value decreases the further they are from the horn. For instance, only a few steps from my feet lies a three-foot square of plastic. Certainly, it could be of use in some downpour. But there in the mouth, I can see a tent pack that would protect from almost all sort of weather. 
But I had the guess to go in and fight for it against the other 23 tributes, which I have been instructed not to do. We are on a flat, open stretch of land, a plain of hard-packed dirt. Behind a tribute across from me, I can see nothing indicating either a steep slope downwards or even a cliff. To my right lies a lake. To my left and back, a sparse, piney woods. This is where Hamish would want me to go, immediately. I hear the instructions in my head. Just clear out. Put as much distance as you can between yourself and the others and find a source of water. But it's tempting, so tempting when I see the bounty waiting there before me, and I know if I don't get, someone else will. But the career tributes who survived the bloodbath will divide up most of these life-sustaining spoilers. Spoilers. Spoils. <laughs> no laugh, Mary. Oh, oh, oh. I'm scared. No. Focus, Midday. Sorry. Something catches my eye. They are resting on a mount of blanket rolls with a silver sheath of arrows and a bow. Already strong, like waiting to be engaged. That's mine, I think. It's meant for me. I'm fast. I can sprint faster than any of the girls in our school, although a couple can beat me in distance races. But this 40-yard length, this is what I can, I, uh, I'm built for. This is yeah. what I'm built for. <laughs> Don't do it, Katniss. What did Haymitch said? Say. Said? What did Haymitch said? Come on, Katniss. What did Haymitch say? He said... Get out of there. Don't go there to bow, then get out of there. Someone <laughs> takes you out, man. That's on you. <laughs> Whatever. <sighs> I know I can get it. I know I can reach it first. But the question is, how quickly can I get out of there? By the time I've scrambled up the packs and grabbed the weapons, others will have reached the horn. One or two may be able to pick off, but say there's a dozen. Look at that close. Oh, okay. There's some Pomeranians. Oh my goodness, they're so cute. For reference, there are two very cute Pomeranians walking <laughs> down the path. They are very gorgeous. I love Pomeranians. They're very cute. Very cute. Very cute dogs. Very pom-pommy. Very pom-pommy, you know, because that's what Pomeranian <laughs> means. Thank you, Mary, for your ins- riveting, insightful commentary. Read your book. Fine. <laughs> um, they can take me down with spears and clubs or their powerful fists. Still, I won't be the only target. I'm better than many of the tributes would pass up. Uh, ooh, I'm better. Than me- I'm ooh. I'm betting many of the other tributes would pass up a smaller girl, even one who scored eleven in trading. Take up their more fierce adversaries. Hamish never seen me run. Maybe if he had, he'd tell me to go for it. Get the weapon, since that's the very weapon I need for my salivation. And I only see one bow in the whole pile. Know the minute must be almost up. We will have to decide what my strategy will be. And I find myself positioning my feet to run, not away to the shining forest, but towards the pile, towards the bow. Don't do it. <laughs> Sorry. When I suddenly It's not in the book. Okay. <laughs> that, that is that part for me. I'll do a little like rendition. Okay. Don't do it. Anyway. When I suddenly notice Peter, he's about five tributes to my right, quite a fair distance. I can still tell he's looking at me, and I think he might be shaking his head. The sun's in my eye, and I while I'm puzzling it over the gone ring. And I've missed it. I've missed my chance because those extra couple seconds I've lost by not being ready enough to change my mind about going in. I feel yourself for a moment, confused at the direction my brain wants to take, and then I lunge toward. Give over the sheet of plastic, loaf of bread. The pickings are so small, I'm so angry at Peter for distracting me. I sprint in 20 yards to receive a bright orange backpack that could hold anything because I can't stand leaving virtually nothing. A boy, I think, District 9 reaches the pack at the same time I do, and for a brief moment we grab for it, and then he coughs, splattering my face. <laughs> He's sick, man. I stagger back, repulsed by the warm, sticky spray, and the boy slips into the ground. That's when I see the knife in his back. <laughs> Keep going, Bidane. You got it, Bidane. Already, other tributes have reached the corny corn. And I'm spreading out to attack. Yes, the girl from District 2, 10 yards away, running. <laughs> One head, clutching a dozen knives. I've seen her throwing and trading, and she never misses. I'm her next target. Dude, what did you... 
As general fear, I've been feeling condensed into immediate fear of this girl, this predator who might kill me yeah, in the seconds. <laughs> Adrenaline shoots through me, and I slip the pack over my shoulder and run full speed for the woods. I can hear the blade whistling past me and reflexively hike the pack up to protect my head. The blade lodges in the pack, both stops on my shoulder now. I make for the trees. Somehow I know the girl will not pursue me. I shall be drawn back to the corny corn before all the goods are gone. Grins spawn across my face. Thanks for the knife, I think. <clears throat> At the edge of the woods, I turn for one instant to survey the field. About a dozen or so tributes are hacking at one another at the horn. Several lie dead already on the ground. Those who have taken flight are disappearing into the trees or into the void opposite of me. I continue running until the woods have hidden me from the other tributes, and I slow to a steady jog that I think I can maintain for a while now. <sighs> oh my gosh. I it's keep going? Good. Okay. You got it. <laughs> for the next few hours I alternate between jogging and walking and putting as much distance as I can between myself and my competitors I lost my bread during the struggle with the boy from District 9 but managed to stuff my plastic into my sleeve so I can walk so I walk uh, ooh as I fold I walk <laughs> Take so, as um, I walk, <laughs> I fold it neatly and tuck it into a pocket. Okay. <laughs> I also threw the knife. It's fine. It's a fine one with a long, sharp blade serrated near the handle, which will make it handy for sawing through things, and slide it into my belt. I don't dare stop to examine the contents of the pack yet. I just keep moving, pausing only to check for my pursuers. I can go a long time. I know that from my days in the woods, but I will need water. That's what Haymitch's second instruction. And since I sort of botched the first, I keep a sharp eye out for any sign of it. No luck. Um, the woods begin to evolve, and the pines are intermixed with a variety of trees. Some I recognize, some completely foreign to me. At one point, I hear a noise and pull up my knife, thinking I may have to defend myself. My only sort of little rabbit. Good to see you, I whisper. There's one rabbit that could be hundreds just waiting to be snared. The ground slopes down. I don't particularly like this. Valleys make me feel trapped. I want to be high, like in the hills around District 12, when I can see my enemies approaching. But I have no choice but to keep going. Funny, though, I don't feel too bad. Days of gorging myself have paid off. I got staying power, even though I'm on short sleep. Being in the woods is rejuvenating. I'm glad for solitude, even though it's an illusion, because I'm probably on screen right now. Not consistently, but off and on. There are so many deaths to show the first day, that a tribute re- trekking through the woods isn't much to look at. But they'll show me enough to let people know I'm alive, uninjured and on the move. One of the heaviest days of betting is the opening, when the initial casualties come in. But that can compare to what happens as the field shrinks to a handful of players. It's late afternoon when I begin to hear the cannons. Each shot represents a dead tribute. Penny must have finally stopped at the corny corn. They never collect the bloodbath bodies until the killers have dispersed. On the opening day, they don't even fire the cannons until the initial firing is over because it's too hard to keep track of the fatalities. I allow myself to pause, panting as I count the shots. One, two, three, and on and on until I reach eleven. Eleven dead in all. Thirteen left to play. I've Okay, so I think... Sorry, I'll keep going. <laughs> I'm going to give my little thoughts, my little, like, yeah. 10 cents. What's your 10 cents? I think that Pete is fine, Rue is fine, the fox face girl is fine, the brutish killer is fine, Thresh, I think he's okay, too. That's, like, six people? Mm-hmm. Five or six people? And then the girl from District 2 who had, like, the ring, she's fine, too. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because with the venom, I think she's okay. Um, But she didn't get keep the ring, right? Yeah. She did? No, she didn't. She didn't. But okay. the girl who got her ring taken, I think she's fine. Yeah. I think she's fine. fine. Yeah, so I think at least seven people that we kind of sort of know are fine. Mm -hmm. I don't know the other four people. Nope, sorry. Six people. Because 13 people. Math. I can do math. (laughs) Yeah. Um, My fingernails. 54. 
I'll finish up to here. Okay. Um, my fingernail scraped by the dry blood from the boy from District 9 coughed at my face. He's gone, certainly. I wonder about PETA. Has he lost throughout the day? I know in a few hours when they projected dead images into the sky for the rest of us to see. All of a sudden, I'm overwhelmed by the thought that PETA might be already lost. Blood white, collected in the process of being transported back to the Capitol to be cleaned up, redressed, and shipped to a simple wooden box back to District 12. No longer here, heading home, I try hard to remember if I saw him once the action started. Last image I can conjure up is Peter shaking his head at the, as the gong rang out. <laughs> I will read this one here. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's better if you... <laughs> so, for context... A, a strange lady started running at us with an electric scooter. I think she goes by Katie or Jeffrey. Mede fell off the bench. Well, it because Mede screamed, and I didn't know why she was screaming. Turned over, Katie's here, and I screamed because I was. You didn't say anything. You didn't say anything. You just screamed. Scream with a purpose next time. The scooter would be loud enough for y'all to hear. Also, oh, just, am I late? No, it's fifty-five. It's They're good. Great. Anyway, You're on time. Thank you for scaring us, Katie. Thank you. Love that for you. She doesn't love us. She does. That's a broken heart, Katie. <laughs> she tried to do a heart to us. Katie's like, want to hear what really happened? Tell us after the podcast because we're done for today. Oh, gosh, Katie. Thank you for your little puns. That was so funny. Okay. Katie, don't trip over your scooter. Okay. That's so funny. Was it worth it, Katie? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to finish this off really quickly after Katie's little interruptive. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's better if he's already gone. He had no confidence he could win, and I will not end up with the unpleasant task of killing him. Maybe it's better if he's out of this for good. Okay. That's it for today. I do think Peter's fine. Obviously, Peter's fine. Because there's like Team Peter, Team Gale. So it's like kind of spoiled it, you know? I am Team Gale for everyone who wants to know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching as always. <laughs> or not watching, listening. Um, I'm Jay. And thank you for watching. We'll be back next time for another episode of more. See ya! LOL. Okay. And done. That's it. We got pretty far for today. So, I can't wait for the next one. And if I said something wrong, which let's be honest, I probably did, don't hesitate to point it out to me. Because honestly, if you can't laugh at yourself, who are you actually supposed to laugh at? Am I right? <laughs> okay, then I'll see you in the next one. Midday out. <laughs>